Hey everybody, welcome back to another Global Green Room. Come on, it's amazing. It's good to have you guys all back. Man, what a what a day. I, I know I'm a little, I'm in my sweatshirt and uh, I'm a little unkempt and unshaven, but um, I'm much more better shaven. That's not even how you say it, but I'm better shaven than the, our guest today, who is one of my good friends, Bob Hazlett. We're, everybody say hi to Bob Hazlett. Hey, what's up? Hey, Bob Hazlett, you say hi to them. Thank and, you. It's uh, good to have so you. So great to be here, Will, and you look beautiful. Let Thank me say. you. Wow. Well, I'm happy that this podcast is about me. Yeah. Yeah. No, me I'm too. just kidding. So, uh, Everything's about you, by the way. It, it happens. <laughs> I have to try to steer the conversation away from me, but uh, that's what happens when you bring your friends in. They just like to not talk about themselves. Hang out with you. Yeah. No, it's, great it's to good. hang out with you. It really Congratulations is. on the show, by the way. Thank it's you. Great. You know what? I'm really excited about it, and uh, I, I I love it because there's no strings attached. It's just it just is. It is what it is, and I think people like it. So good. Get, I've been getting huge feedback. But before before we get in on that, um, we are we're just give you a little context. Those of you guys who are watching, we're, we're finishing up. I don't know when this is airing. It doesn't really matter. But right now, it's the beginning of the year, January. We have Bob and Larry and uh, Steve Swanson and and David Wagner. They're all in the house, and we're kicking the year off. So maybe we're going to give a word. You might hear some some talking about the word for the beginning of the year. Might be a little bit later in the year, but that's because we're at this early uh, beginning of the year conference, uh, kicking it off. And I'm trying to get as many of these amazing speakers in. But to give you guys a little background, I met Bob about four or five years ago. I didn't know who he was. I'd heard about this guy. I heard about you, Bob, before I met you. What about Bob? What about Bob? And uh, he was speaking at our school downstairs, walked downstairs. He called me out, prophesied over me. And I know I intro you this way every time I introduce you. I, I know that because Randy introduces me the same way every time uh, since I've met him. But I introduce you the same way because it was one of the most impact impacting words I've ever received. And it was beautiful. And I and I don't I, I haven't seen too many people do this before. But you you use eloquently in like a ten minute word that you gave me prophesied my past. My present, and then the and then the future. And I've always had people like give words of knowledge to me, or say, "Hey, this is coming," or "Hey, this is what you're going in now," or "This is what you went through." But, but the way that the Lord gave you revelation on and wove it all together, it was like it it was like everything made sense. And we had just lost a child at the time, and you nailed that. And you didn't say it exactly, even though I knew you know you're talking. You know, you're so good at covering up and 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 taking care of people's hearts and. Pastor, it's like you pastor your words as you give them. It's beautiful. Um, I fell in love with you, man, and and thank God you you started running with me after that, man. And then yeah. we went out to we went out to Australia. Yeah, we did. Do you remember that? Yeah, the kangaroos. Oh man, I, I was blown away that Bob would come, and we just had a blast. And man, you've just been so huge in my life, and it's such an honor to have you on. I haven't seen you in a little while, but it's yeah. but it's great to have you here. How you doing? I'm How you doing, doing Bob Hazlett, everybody. Doing awesome. It's great to be here in the Global Green Room, and <laughs> you've been a great friend, and Global's been a great friend to me. Yeah. I'm just so grateful for the relationship I have here. Yeah. Glad we get to hang out and to hear how the story of the prophetic has touched you. You know, it's so amazing because the Bible says that we should desire prophecy, and it's not just because it's a gift. Right. But it's because it's it's who Jesus is, and and I'm listening to that, and I'm thinking like this is what Jesus would have said to Will if he you know showed up. Not because I'm Jesus, but because man, we get to represent him, and it's cool. I yeah. I, it, I get to do this. I get to touch people's lives for you. Yeah, it's we got to hang out afterwards. But there's a lot of people you and I get to speak to, and right. and we can if we share God's words, we speak right. to them. And their lives can be changed even if we never see them again. Yeah, but it's awesome when they get a podcast and they get to tell everybody how awesome <laughs> it was. So you yeah. were you were the first prophet. I mean, uh, you were the first prophet 
that I would say you're a prophet that prophesies over people that doesn't just prophesy over you know the seasons or you mm. were the first prophet that consistently consistently would prophesy over people. I'd never seen. You always see guys do one here, then one there, like five here, a pocket of three. But you were the first one I ever saw like just line people up and consistently go down and pray for everybody, give them all words. It blew me away. It really, it really changed my paradigm. And it and what it did in my life was it it made me step up my game i mean honestly getting around you it was like oh my god you get to see what's possible and you know it's possible but but you kind of let yourself you know level out where other people are at and when when i got around you even though i'm not a prophet like you are it made me it made me begin to cry out fresh again for the prophetic and you played a huge role i don't know if i've ever told you this but i used to just copy the way you would prophesy you know your cadence and yeah. It just, it, it, which is, which is kind of, I've done that all throughout my, my, you know, my life in ministry, whether it's been Randy or whoever. Yeah. But it, I used to just go after, I said, Bob did it. So I would just stand up in front and just start going and not stop after the first or the second or third, just keep going. And, and, and it was amazing how much you can grab a hold just by being around you. I think that's actually a pretty cool, you know, concept. You haven't ever told me that, you know, about copying me, but actually, you know, Jesus said, I, I only say what I hear the Father saying. So kind of copying is the first step to figuring out who you right. are, right? Right. You know but what I'm saying about copy. You, yeah, you know, just just, exactly. just the mo- you did a model that I had never seen and, before. And, and I would do impartation the way you do. More, Phil. <laughs> Double it. Just, Double it. just push people over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't push it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's great to hear the story. And it's also great to hear how, the journey of the prophetic that you're in affects other people's journeys. And you talked about prophets that don't prophesy, but everybody goes through different stages, right. you know. And probably when we met, I, I was in a great sort of demonstration stage. I was I was moving out of preparation and demonstration, and I, I used to literally, you know, prophesy over a hundred or two hundred people a night. Yeah. And and I think then you go into a stage of you know reproducing, equipping people. You don't stop doing it, but you want to make more of you so you know you, you don't want to create copies but you right. want to put a little bit of who you are in, in people too yeah. so you're teaching people to pray for the sick and you're teaching people uh to pray for impartation and i think that's what we want we don't just want to do it we want to create people that do it and and, and see it and become it so yeah, yeah awesome story thanks for sharing it so t- just for people who don't know you and i know there's a lot of people that have never heard of you seen you uh tell us just i mean what, what are you doing who are you what do you do yeah i'm Besides, bob yes yeah, hey. bob hazlett uh, and uh you know i'm just a, a guy. I'm a prophetic minister. I, I spent 15 years in pastoral ministry, um, just in on staff of churches. Got touched uh, in revival in Brownsville in 1997. I traveled as a revivalist. You know, this prophetic gift emerged in me. Obviously, it was identified by people, equipped, and uh, and then I just started doing it and been in relationship with you know you guys here at Global yeah. for the last seven eight years and. Uh, had a great chance to minister in a lot of different places, and we've got an online school that equips people in the prophetic, helping people in the marketplace. Had, how long have you had that online school? We launched our online school in uh, 2013, and uh, it's called Future University. Come it's just on. helping people discover how God speaks so that they can uh, say what God wants to do in the future. How does What does God want to say to people? And so we've had people, we've had people from 15 different countries. Uh, we've had people that are um, neuroscientists. We've had people that are, you know, just moms at home with their kids, homeschooling their kids that have brought their homeschool kids through it. Really? Got, yeah, absolutely. We've got doctors, lawyers, you know, just, you know, church people, people that want to equip their church uh, groups. And so um, we have an online platform plus, you know, all the other resources that I do because really everything I do is to try to replicate it. Yeah. You know, Jesus said, I want you to do what I did. 
And I think that it's not good enough just for us to do it. We got to find help people to do what Jesus did too. So right, yeah, it's my passion. So come on. So so you have the online school. You're saying uh, before I cut you off. Yeah. What else do you have? What else are, are you are you doing right now? Well, we just launched our second book. Um, I wrote my first book called The Roar, yeah. which is to equip people how to hear God's voice, and yeah. there's teaches them how to how to exercise that in their everyday life, in their jobs, in the marketplace. And then uh, the second book I just uh, released called Think Like Heaven. It's sort of a, a prequel. Get, I, I wrote a second book that's a prequel. Basically, if you want to know what God says, you got to know what he's thinking. And so yeah. it just talks about how to get God thoughts and how to capture them in the moments that they come in. And so uh, I think it's a really important topic for people these days because the world is filled with so much um, despair, uncertainty, and I think we need to have hope, and hope really comes from understanding what God's thoughts are. I know yeah. the thoughts I have for you, God says. So I think that's that's kind of my my wheelhouse right now. Come on. And yeah. so are you still, I know when we first met, you you were just itinerating all over the planet. Yeah. Are you still doing that? Are you still going around the world? Yeah. Like I said, I was a pastor for 15 years mm-hmm. uh, on staff, started traveling as a revivalist when I went full-time on the road yeah. uh, in, full t- in 2001. Uh, I went from, you know, uh, growing in relationships and meetings to doing over 250 days uh, a year on the road for about <sighs> seven on. years. And uh, it was great. What a great ride it was in doing conferences and, and churches, coming alongside of local churches, regional churches, helping them build their teams, their prophetic teams, their prayer teams. And um, and then in 2013, I dialed it back so yeah. that I could start you know, writing and launch this online platform that we have uh, to train people uh, in the spiritual gifts, particularly the prophetic. So, yeah, yeah. So, are you so are you still doing any stuff around churches, or are you mostly just just focusing on building your infrastructure right now? No, we've we've done for the last seven years. I, since two thousand one, I wrote my first curriculum mm-hmm. um, on training in. Uh, prophetic and power evangelism, which is weren't even words really then, right. you know, because prophecy was something different from evangelism, yeah. right? And healing was something different from evangelism, and, and those things sort of morphed together, right? So prophetic evangelism and power evangelism became kind of catchphrases in the church. Yeah. I would train teams yeah. in 2003. I, I trained churches, and we took them to um, wellness festivals, to uh, spirit, <laughs> mind, body festivals, and we'd set up next to psychics and mediums and things right. like that. That wasn't really being done on a broad scale that now right. a lot of people now are doing like that. The ca- it's the catchy thing. Yeah, yeah, well, it's actually, you know, I mean, it's so people are still doing it, but they're doing it at a, at a local level. So we used to right. go, I would go to the top three in the country and take teams to them, and then we, I would train these churches, and they would start doing their local the top, sort of festivals. The top three festivals? Yeah, the largest in the Northeast, the largest in the West, and the largest in the Midwest. And we just picked those because they were easy to get into because they had a lot of practitioners going there. Okay, so you, you yeah. would you get invited, or would you? is this something that you just asked to go to, set up a booth, or what well, did that look like? You know, for me, you know, the way I find the will of God is usually stumble into it by accident. <laughs> right. So I call it, I, don't, I, don't give away our secrets. <laughs> so I, I stumbled into the will of God. Um, uh, when a pastor, uh, he heard that I had uh, done some ministry, I was actually by accident invited to speak at a church that was an interfaith, uh, we would call it a new age church, I call right. it an interfaith church. And I went there and ended up going there five times in 2003 um, and had 25 people give their life to Christ in a meeting, had um, them ask me to come back and do a, a Holy Spirit and healing seminar yeah. in their church, which we hosted for over 100 uh spiritual healers that weren't Christian spiritual healers that came from a three-state area. So it was a phenomenal year of just 
taking what we are doing in the church to, to teach the church to hear God, right. to pray for the sick, and all of a sudden I'm here in this spiritual place uh, where people were hungry to do it. So we did it. We saw a lot of people healed in that meeting. And I just was actually sharing the success we had uh, with a, a group of pastors. And a pastor approached me afterwards and said, hey, I have this huge spiritual festival in my state, in my city every year, 10,000 people come. Maybe you could come to my church and do a conference the same week they do this so we can kind of balance the atmosphere right. of the words he used. You yeah. Know? Kind of funny. So I just happened to say to him, you know, two, it was the end of 2003, I said, what about instead of balancing it, we just take it over? Why don't we go, instead of having a party over here, let's go have a party at their conference. That's you know? awesome. And this and was just, you just wanted it. You didn't like, no one was doing this, no one was To be honest it. with you, it was almost like the, the Holy Spirit just took wow. over my tongue. Like, what did I just say? Wow, How, wow. Can we even do that? So, um, so we did. I just emailed the, uh, the conference coordinator. I looked up the website. I saw that they had something called a healing room. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. 2004. <laughs> and uh, they had spaces for about 125 healers. And I figured, well, there must be space for me. And so I just emailed them, said, I would like to be one of your healers. Uh, I have a team of people I can bring with me. And I thought, well, maybe they'll, they'll come, they'll get back to me right. in a week or so. Five minutes later, I get an email. Well, what kind of healing do you practice? Again, I just sort of made whatever came to the top of my head. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's always good to right. say what comes to your mind. If it's God, then you know you can take credit for it. Right. If not, you can blame it on the Holy Spirit. Right? <laughs> yeah, that must have been the Holy Spirit. He was off. But uh, <laughs> so I just wrote back and said, you know, I, what I, I practice an ancient Hebrew form of healing. Yeah, that Jesus practiced. You know, I thought it was pretty slick. That's super yeah. slick, man. Thanks, man. I like it. Thanks. So I can't take credit for it. That was the Holy Spirit. Right. But they wrote me back and said, man, we really want you to come. So we did. Took twelve people. 2004, first time, and uh, we learned a lot. Did that for about three years. So what happened? I mean, you, you go you go to this festival. Is it like a conference setting, or what does it look like? It actually is very similar to what we would call a conference, right? It's a it's in a hotel. There's a huge you know meeting rooms. There's smaller meeting rooms, so they okay. would have breakout sessions. There's a, a sales kind of environment. So you had everything people selling everything from incense to vitamins. Right, right. Um, kind of yeah. like our charismatic conferences. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let that stand right there. <laughs> it was flags and crystals. I think I've seen a lot of that stuff yeah. on the tables. Yeah, actually, I think they did have oil from the Holy Land. Of course they did, man. Come on, man. Yeah, so, um, so, uh, but they had a separate room, which we do kind of. We have these breakout rooms, and sometimes yeah. conferences, prophecy rooms, yep. or healing rooms. Well, they had it. It was called the hands-on room, hands-on healing room, and it was a large open space where uh, these healing practitioners would set up their booths for their business, and they were there to make money. Right. You had every, everything from massage therapists to meditation people to <laughs> psychics, mediums, right. uh, angel healers. I mean, every I'd, stuff I'd never heard of. Right. Um, Native American shamans and you know, just stuff I'd, I it wasn't in my grid as a church as a church person. Yeah. But uh, we got in. They uh, they invited us to come and and uh, we did pretty good. We won the booth contest, which I love to win stuff. So we we had a decoration <laughs> contest for our booth and we won. Really? First time, first time. I just want to go what on record. You, what did you decorate your ancient Hebraic uh, healing booth with? That's what I want to know. Well, they said you have to have a theme, a name for your booth, you know, well, and you have to decorate <laughs> it. So I, I came up with the idea to call it the Sozo Cafe, like a okay. cafe, like an Italian bistro. Yeah, like a bistro. Yeah, it's a bistro, the Sozo Cafe. Manja, manja. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so, um, bon appetito. Yeah. So I had, you know, we had some great artists there, decorated it. We had, yeah. you know, the awning with the Italian uh, 
awning. Are you and, serious? Yeah, we had wine and bread on the table. Yeah. Sort of, you know. Yeah, a nod to communion. Yeah. You know, empty bottle of wine, Look of course, you. you know, in case any evangelicals are listening. Yeah. Just kidding. It was grape juice. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a grape juice bottle. No, it actually had to be <laughs> empty. We, we didn't have. So, um, but we, you know, we just offered um, people to come in. We had a sort of a hostess out there saying, here's our menu board. We can, we can give you a, a spiritual a wine of the spirit reading, a bread of life healing. Stop. Yeah. We just, we kind of made it up. We didn't know what we were doing, but people, yeah, they, they liked the lightheartedness right. of the way we did it. And, uh, yeah, we had a line from the, the beginning we opened up, just a line of people that- Were you charging people? You know, we didn't. We actually actually said free. I, I know that that might upset people, <laughs> but in those situations, they're all pay, you're all charging. Like, they're all charging. All the other psychics and mediums, they'll yeah, charge. Yeah, we actually upset the other folks yeah. because they actually someone came really angry and said, you know what, that's not fair because this is our livelihood and you're doing right. this for free. So we actually put out a basket for donations. We wanted right. to be fair. That, uh, but you know, we didn't. We didn't know what we were doing, so we weren't trying to put them out of business. Right. Well, not yeah. intentionally. Right. You know, we wanted that just to be part of the <laughs> the results right. of what happened. So, um, you know, the first lady that came in, I sat with her and I got a word of knowledge for her. I saw her refrigerator filled with food, and I saw these teenagers just coming and raiding it. And um, she, I told her about her son uh, inviting his friends over, and that she would be a mom to them, and that as she fed them. Um, natural food that God was going to give her spiritual food to feed them and and she started to weep and I got to tell her about Jesus first person in the booth uh, received Jesus Come in her on. heart so it's cool yeah it, it, on, it, it, it's good to be a novice I love it I love it man see because that's I mean for most people that, I, that I've had on the podcast people, you get in and there it's like they do one thing and it's beautiful but like ever since I've known you Bob you go anywhere you do anything you're like oh yeah I'm a professional at that yeah and and not and I'm not saying that lightly. Like anything that you put your hand to, you excel at. And I love that about you, man. Like yeah. you, it's almost like you take everything that comes down the pipe as a challenge, like a personal challenge from God that to pursue in excellence. And uh, I, I just I love that about you. Whatever it is, and I've watched you. Whether it's praying for the sick mm-hmm. or impartation, it's like I learn impartation from you. Know you just yeah. you go after it, man. And it's so it's so commendable, man. I think we should. And for me. I'm the um, naturally I'm a risk taker. I think though, as you as you grow in what you're called to do, you you learn what you're called to do and what's your sweet spot. Right. For me, I think this period of time and doing this 2003 to 2006, 2007, um, it was teaching me how to take the spiritual gifts outside of just the church environment. Right. Because there was no grid for me for that. Right. Even though it's plain throughout the Bible. Jesus right. only prophesied to unbelievers. Right. He only healed unbelievers. But yet for some reason, you know, we have our grid. So my lens changed because of this sort of getting stumbling into this will of God. And for me, once I know it's God's will, no holds barred. I'm going for right. it, right? But I, I think that sometimes um, he gives us, he shows us one direction of way a thing can work and then he allows us to apply it. So our circumstances, our sovereignty initiates it, and then through our continued practice, it establishes it in our life. Right. So then I found other applications for it, but this was definitely the spot where in that environment, I saw, man, this can happen outside of the church, yeah. and this is really cool. Do you have a hard, do you, like with that, with that mindset, do you have a hard time settling? Like do you just, do you get antsy and itchy, like, or do you, do you, do you rest well as well? Or I actually have gotten better at resting in yeah. general. Like if you ask me, do I rest well? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I've gotten really better at resting. I'm not a passive person, but I've but I've actually been able to rest well. But I think what you're asking me is is 
uh, do I do I always want to see the next thing and go yeah. for it? And I think that's an, that's a probably part of my personality and part of my assignment. So yeah. most prophetic people get bored pretty easy. You know, they see stuff. But I think one of the things that I think God wants us to do is not just see stuff, but learn how to do it. Not just prophesy it, but do it. You know, John the Baptist. What? What the heck? I literally felt like a demon. <laughs> <It's here. laughs> Where is it? I don't know. Is that? It, man. Do you know? Is is it under your books there? Oh, <laughs> hey, that's, that's awesome. Wife. Let's, I'm that? just gonna tell you Hold what on. it is right now. Hey, babe, I'm on a podcast yeah. right now. Can hey, I, everybody? Can I, can I just call you back? <laughs> All right. All right, I love you. I'll call that's you right awesome, back. Right, bye. <laughs> that's the haka. Haka? How do you pronounce it? Yeah. I went to New Zealand and they uh when they were introducing me one night, they said, We're gonna sing a song for you and it's a New Zealand haka. Yeah. Yeah. So you if you if you don't know what it is, Google it. It's and, uh, spectacular. You'll, you'll love it. It's amazing. It's like a war cry. And I mean, look, if you can't preach after someone does a haka for you, you just can't preach. Oh my man. gosh. I, so Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the interruption. Dude, it's fine. Listen, how uh, how long have you been married? Really? Yeah, you just talked to your wife. Yeah. I want to know. Oh my gosh, we care about these things. Twenty-eight on, on years. The global green room. Are you serious? Seriously. Twenty-eight years. You have two daughters. I do. I oldest. I shouldn't tell their ages. You know, this is social media. They're awesome. They're amazing oh, they're girls. Spectacular. They're spoken for. They are they? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they have a dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoa! Did you see the intensity in his eyes? I was like, ooh, yeah. um, man. Oh, so- I'm so blessed, man. Yeah, twenty-eight years, two amazing daughters, amazing wife, and. Uh, yeah, so it's been a great ride, you know, the, yeah. the whole deal, learning spiritual gifts outside of the church, and then integrating that into our family. Right. So my kids are all really prophetic. They dream. Yeah. My wife's a dreamer. I mean, God communicates to them and through them in different ways than me, but, yeah. you know, this is a lifestyle for us. It's what we do. It's it's dinner conversation. Right. It's, you know, coffee conversation. It's yeah. not just a job for us. It's not just a conference. It's, it's just fun. It's yeah. life. Just the same as you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it, man. Well, listen, we're here at the uh, doing the new year. What in this new season, I, I, I was asking you before, you know, do you have a hard time staying staying still or, you know, focusing on one thing? You always have, like, you're always three or four or five steps ahead of anything where I'm at, man. Like, you always have vision for something new. Uh, what, what What's God doing right now? What's God really showing you in this season? Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, of course, my, my wheelhouse is the prophetic, how God speaks, what, mm-hmm. what God wants to say. And so I think where we are in terms of well, how God wants to use the spiritual gifts, particularly the prophetic, uh, is I think in the last 15 years, um, we've come to a place where we realize, okay, God can speak to and through everyone. And so we've raised up strong and healthy, for the most part, prophetic a demonstration in communities within the church. Yep. Okay. There's there are good examples of that. Obviously, there's exceptions yeah. to that. There's yeah. craziness, but there's craziness within. All in right? all, the prophetic and, movement has grown leaps yeah. and bounds. Wonderfully, over the, and it's and it's becoming maturity. Years. Right. Yeah. I think the next step was and uh, and tracking with what we talked about before is these spiritual gifts coming outside of the church. Mm-hmm. So so really, God's equipped a lot of people to to use the spiritual gifts, the prophetic, to speak to people in everyday language, in marketplace language, and language people right. can understand, and do it on their jobs. So we have people that are hearing God that are scientists, people that are hearing God that are in government. And I think that we've learned to be a voice from the church to the culture, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've had prophetic voices in the church raised up. We've had prophetic voices in the church to the culture. Right. Here's what I think the next thing is. Tell me. God wants to raise up voices in the culture. So not just the church being sent to the culture, but literally 
this person is already immersed in the culture that we wouldn't call them a prophet. We wouldn't, you know, necessarily, they wouldn't come with the same package, the same title, the same look, the same language. But God communicates in a cultural context. We know that. Missionaries know that, you know. Yeah. They contextualize the gospel. Well, what does it look like to be a missionary to different spheres of influence in the culture? So what does it look like for a cultural media person to be a voice for God, but be in the cultural media. I think. Give, give me an example. It. Talk to me like I'm five. Yeah, talk to you like. Yeah, you're give five. me an That's example. Easy to do. <laughs> no, give me, give me an example <laughs> yeah. of what you're talking about. What I'm talking about is okay. So I believe what we're going to see in the next season are literally people that are, are newscasters and journalists, but they're going to have the perspective of God's perspective. So rather than um, just prophesying what they see, they're going to or writing what they see. Right. Being a newscaster, reporting the news, they actually can give God's perspective through the news, and that's, there's actually precedent for that in the Bible. Come on, yeah. Because look, in the, Jeremiah said, um, you know, you have these false prophets, and what they do is they prophesy war when it's peace, and peace when it's war. And so, really, what they were was they were journalists. Right. They were journalists wow. saying bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, because bad news sells. But I, I think so. We're going to see people that are really media voices, journalists, writers, uh, people in the culture that are going to be able to look at current events, but see it through a lens and a perspective that gives us hope. Right. And I think we're going to have that in every sphere of society. And uh, we could have an entertainer that does it. Right. You know, what about a late night talk show? Host? What about one? Come on, one that moves from a podcast. Come on. to late night TV that brings God's perspective to late night. Yeah, just I think there's yeah. really. Eyes not seen, ears not heard, what God right. can do, right? So I think that we got to take off the limits of our thinking of what it can look like. But so I think what we're doing is we're going from just being voices from the church to the culture to being voices in the culture. And now I want to raise up voices from every culture of the world that goes to every sector of society. And we have to learn that language. Are you seeing that happen yet? Absolutely. Yeah. We have, uh, I've, um, I've worked with people that are like, for, for instance, in science and the arts, mm -hmm. that maybe I've ministered to them because of my sphere of influence in the church. They come right. to me, right? And I, I get a word from God for them. And they take that word and they apply it to their job. And then they start to hear God at their job and they come up with breakthroughs. I mean, George Washington Carver, perfect example. Okay. Scientists talk to God and he would go into the lab with no books, but he would go into the lab with his Bible and listen to God. And the, he discovered cures for diseases. Really? He invented what did he household discover? items. I, I know the name, but I don't know. George what he Washington did. Carver, Google him. He, yeah, he, dis <laughs> he discovered. He, I mean, discovered things about how the uh, the blood. He had a hundred and one products that came out of the peanut. Uh, really? Yes, out of one thing. He he would literally uh, go into the out into nature, and he would talk to God and say, "Show me." Uh, what you can use this thing in nature for. And he invented household items. He invented cures Come on. Uh, for diseases. Yeah, lots of, lots of things, uh, amazing stuff like that. Wow. So I think that I think we're going to see that on a regular basis. And I think we already are. Yeah. And sometimes people that are doing that already in the culture, they're just not wearing a Christian badge or right. you know, a church right. uh, logo on their, on their sweater, mm -hmm. but they're still doing it in the name of God, which is amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, I want to switch switch topics for a second. I want to. I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of things. Mm. So, so while while I've had this, I've been asking all the prophets that are oh. coming through here, Ooh, and I want to no. get your perspective. Pressure are you ready? Now. Come on, boom, boom, boom. You who's the, the president? Word. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't care about uh, the president presidential thing. I, what I want to ask you is, uh, for for me, you've always modeled um, it, like uh, words of encouragement, um, speaking life that prophetic edifies and uplifts. 
And uh, and so so I've seen like a, a swing from maybe when I first got into ministry, it was very easy to go in and hear like a corrective negative prophecy or like, hey, doom and gloom's coming. You were talking about a little bit before. And mm-hmm. then and then now I don't hear any of that anymore. And there's like this swing to everything's good, everything's peachy, everything's happy. Yeah. And 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 so as as a seasoned prophet that really wasn't like I don't for as long as I knew you never came from a camp. It wasn't like I come from Doom and Gloom camp or I come from like Grace Peace Love camp. It's just organically grown up listening to the voice of God and and prophesying. Where, where, where do you stand with that? Like what? Yeah, where do you? Yeah, I, I think, just want to hear your thoughts on it. I think I would see myself somewhere in the middle. I think I would. I've had that question asked to me a lot from people that definitely are you know more believe that uh, prophecy should be used primarily for correction and you know maybe even would use the word judgment and uh and is judgment a bad word i don't think judgment is a bad word at all and we're supposed to judge prophecy first of right. all right but judgment isn't judging judgment in that context is not punitive it's actually instructive for the future so so when we're judging prophecy it's not just is it right or wrong but how can i apply it for my life and then whenever there's judgment in the new testament it's not just it's not punitive for past behavior it's actually uh it's actually correction for for future behavior. Okay. So you have Jesus, God disciplines us as sons. So mm-hmm. I think prophecy can be used as a tool for discipline. And obviously in, in Philippians, it says encouragement, comfort, edification, right? Mm-hmm. Exhortation. So that's the building up the directive part of it. Here's my take on it. Yeah. My take on it is that God says he disciplines us as sons. And so if there's gonna be correction, it's best done in a relational context. So if I'm a a prophetic voice invited into someone's life and have a relationship with someone, they're more easily going to receive correction from me because I have relationship. Right. If I if I go into an an environment where I'm outside of relationship or 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 my sphere of influence, it's going to be harder for them to receive that correction from me. So really, what I'm doing is just complaining. Right. I'm telling them a problem, but I don't have the authority (laughs) to correct it in their life. Yeah. So if God's giving me a corrective word for someone, which He does, absolutely. Um, it's it's. I also have relational authority in their life to help to bring it to pass. And if I believe if if you're willing to give someone a corrective word, you also should be willing to walk with them through it till it's corrected. Right. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so, but in that, I think there's a lot of a lot of the correctional pro- prophetic comes kind of the end time <laughs> theology. Um, the world's getting better. It, you know, it, it's not going well. Like, where do you where do you stand in in? Well, in that? I, I think a lot of what we've heard. I think there's there's multiple answers to that. Some right. of it is theology. Some of it's perspective. Yeah. Right. But I think I think sometimes the people that have seen what's the possibility of what's ha- what could happen are seeing from. A more of a second heaven perspective than a third heaven perspective, which in, in natural language is the look. This is what the enemy intends for evil, but God intends this for good. So, it's this is potential. But if we say what the enemy's potential is, and we empower it and we believe it, rather than give hope for what God wants to do. Yeah. So I think you know I don't have any problem with saying this negative thing could happen. Right. But this is what God intends to have happen. Right. Right. That's. I mean. I'm on record with talk, talking about things like abortion and things like mm-hmm. that. My my take on that is that, yes, America has had this sin of abortion in our history, but we've also had a lot of Christians praying for God to forgive our yeah. sin, heal our land. Yeah. And I believe if we believe in the scripture that says we need to humble ourselves and pray, seek his face, turn from our wicked ways, we also have to believe the second half, 
that he forgives our sin, yeah. heals our land. And that's what God wants to do. Yeah. And so that's, that's my perspective. My perspective is, is that as a voice from God, I have to, I have to declare what God intends to Come have on. happen. And then empower the people to, to do it and walk it out. I think that's true on a macro level, big level, big national, international words. But it's also true in your life, my life, and the life of people that are listening, that when God uh, brings correction to us, it's as a father who wants us to succeed in the future. Jesus right. didn't come to condemn the world. He came right. so that the world through him could be saved. So I think prophecy is something that leads us to that wholeness, yeah. not to the judgment. Yeah. I love your perspective on it, but I've, it's yeah. funny. Like, I don't, I wish everybody had your perspective on it because there, there seems to be a dumbing down of the prophet. There seems to be like a kid's gloves on everything. It's, I love what I've you said. I've seen a lot of soul. Like, I feel like there's a lot of soul, a lot of like, like Barney, you know, I love you, you love me, everything's good, things are going to be good. I agree, but at the same time, I think that there, I think it's good that we teach it that way because look at, you know, when I teach my kids um, a s- certain things, I don't want to. I don't want to empower them with the negative. I want to empower them with right. the positive. So as we're teaching people, we're obviously teaching them to see the golden people. Right. And I'm using language that I don't usually use, but other people have used, right? right. See the golden people, pull it out of them. I, I agree with all of that language. But sometimes there is an issue, there's a problem, and that problem lies within people's flesh or their soul, and that has to be removed out of the way. And the way we do it is to speak to people's potential you pull it out of them, and the problem disappears. But I think that that correction, discipline, comes with the relationship, and it comes with maturity. Yeah. yeah. So when people try to step out of side of relationship and they start to step out of assignment, that's when you know they can just do harm with right. with the prophetic. And so I think it's good that we teach it that way. Yeah. That's my perspective on it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's. If you want me to jack you up, I give you. You know. Yeah. I mean, bring <laughs> I, it on, Bob Hazlett. <laughs> you you can always give me a corrective word. Actually, I, w- I was I shared it with one of our last. So I actually shared it at the event today a corrective word that I got from a, a really close close friend of mine, a mentor, a leader. Not mm-hmm. Randy, by the way, but uh, it was it was given from out of love, but it it, it called me. It, it called my. It was given in form of relationship from a parent, a right. spiritual mom or dad, right. mom, you know, and right. she said, listen, this is, you need to change this. And this isn't me. This is God, right. even though I agree with what God's saying. You know, right. it was, it was like this, it was like, I'm saying this, but the Lord's saying this as well. And something inside of me shifted. And I just said, I can't, I have to change my whole life. And she did that privately, right? Yeah. And she did it in the context of relationship. Yes. Right. And she did it because out of love, because she loves you. A hundred percent. So that's, that's. Right there. I mean, you got a totally different um, frame of reference than most of the negative right. national words that we hear, right? And I think that that's that would be that w- if you ha- if you have that if you have assignment, you have a relationship, and you're doing it out of love. Hey, go yeah. for it. Take the risk yeah. and and go for it. So I think um, people that are listening, even if they got someone in their life they want to speak the truth to, yeah. great, speak it in love. And if you can't speak it in love, wait till you can. Right. So your mom, your spiritual mom spoke yeah. to you in love, the truth, and you received it because you were ready because it was in love. I think it's cool. That's yeah. good. Uh, who's going to be the next president? Um, Will Hart. <laughs> do you, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I'm not. we're not going to go into it because I, 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 for me it actually doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it, 
it totally matters, but it's not like my faith isn't built on who's president or not. Yeah. What, I, do, I, do, I, what do you, I, tell me prophetically what you think with like with everything that's going on because there's there's a lot that's going on right now, and uh, uh, yeah. I love your insight. I don't yeah. care about who candidates gonna, and all that I, stuff. I'm totally going to give you my in, yeah. I'll give, give you my insight. I have no problem. Yeah. I mean, it's not my assignment to to release something. I tried to ask other prophets and they wouldn't touch it. Yeah. I'll, I will touch this. <laughs> I will touch. It. I know I'm, that's why I'm asking. I actually you. have my opinion, and my opinion differs with a lot of people, but I'm not going to give I you my it. opinion and my gut. But here's what I think in terms of um, what I feel like the Lord's told me, and that is that we should be looking at local and state elections as the way to bring transformation for the next season. And I'm on record in 2008, I I said we're going to enter into a time uh, where we're going to have the greatest battle for states' rights in America since the Civil War, but it's going to be fought in the courts. Yeah. Not on the battlefield, and there's certain issues that are going to be decided in uh, value of life, marriage, definition, and and health and wellness in the country, and um, and I think we're that's seven years ago, and I feel like we're at a shift right now, and I think what we're going to start to see is we're going to start to see a shift where um, states are going to be able to, and I'm talking about the United States, and I right. know we have people listening outside the United States, but you asked the question, yeah, uh, I think the emphasis should not be taken away from federal government or the presidential elections, but it's super important that God wants to do something in terms of our um, local and state leaders. Um, He wants to raise up godly uh, states and leaders in states that will pass laws, I believe, for righteousness. I think we have great potential to see that. There's already examples out there of that happening. Um, I think it is important for us to have a federal election that values the law because my perspective is is that the problem in in United States now this talks about the world in general the problem isn't bad government or the problem isn't that we need to get rid of government the problem is that we need to have righteous government right right and what i see is actually there's a spirit of lawlessness that's in the world and you what see do you it, mean? Do, okay me, lawlessness me, uh, means uh, yeah. overthrow the government look at the middle east right okay you got coups in the middle east you got um you got terrorist states rising up that mm-hmm. really don't want, they want anarchy, they want lawlessness because they can rule through that lawlessness, right? Yeah. But we see the same thing on a smaller level here in the United States, a real anti-government yeah. and anti-law uh, spirit in the world. It's man- it manifests itself from both sides, yeah. from a, a conservative side, really anti-government, really against any, any level of government, mm-hmm. just it could be everything from skepticism to criticism to literally outright anti-government. And then you have people that are in government pa- passing um, orders over usurping the legal right. system. So it's right. all a manifestation of lawlessness, even down to the local level, the the stuff that's coming against the police in our nation, yep. people that are hating the police, wanting to kill the police. To me, this is all part of a spirit of lawlessness. I believe it's a demonic spirit. Okay. It's in our world. And it's really interesting because the Antichrist is called the man of lawlessness. I've never heard that before. So why would we elect or want to put our faith in any official that would not support what our laws are? So I believe as we elect someone, and I'm talking about America now, is that we need to look at who is who is saying we want to uphold the law of the land. We want to obey the law. We want to we want to honor our system of government and equal powers of government. Empower the states to be who they are, because you can have lawlessness on both sides. Yeah. 
So you can have someone who's who's overstepping the law to in a in a liberal yeah. way for liberal agenda, but right. then you can have someone who's gonna who wants to do the same thing under the name of a conservative agenda. Right. Same spirit. Wow. And that would be for me. That's my my governing thought for our election, our federal elections this time, because God's answer to a, to a lack of peace in the world isn't to get rid of government. Of his government and his peace, there will be no end. Right. So God's solution to bad government is godly government, not no government. Yeah. And I think that the church has actually, in some cases, stepped into unknowingly that sort of, that lawless thinking you know, anti-government thinking. It doesn't mean we shouldn't be able to speak our mind. Right. But I believe that we need to be people that understand that government comes from God, law comes from God, and we need to um, support that and support people who support it. That's my, that's my feeling, and I think that some people on both sides are saying what people want to hear, <laughs> but you should listen to the spirit that it comes from in right. terms of is this a person who's going to uphold the law and do things in a way that's going to be not to to co- go against the spirit of lawlessness that's in the world? That's yeah. my that's my take. That's my sort of private huh. conversation with God. Yeah, never released before, but yeah. here on Global on. Green Room. Thank you. Paul. How about that? I like it, man. I, yeah. I I yeah, I love it. I've always we've always driven around, you know, after events and talk politics and. I, you know, I try not to touch it with a ten foot pole just because I don't understand. It's never been my gift mix. Me it's never been like something. But you, you dig this stuff though. Like you, yeah. I, I, I actually I, I don't enjoy, believe that. I at enjoy all. thinking about it, right. and I know I have assignment right. toward it. You're but, totally okay. called to speak into governments and rulers and leaders. Stop! Come okay. on, this is like who you are, Bob. It's like what you're being. God's sure. raising you up over and over again for. But I, yeah, I, I do, I do think I, I think I know. A couple of scenarios that could happen. Yeah. What, what would be really good? And yeah. I have my my personal preferences. Yeah. But I I think that um, my my feeling is is that every believer can hear God's voice. Yeah. I actually think that it it's sometimes counterproductive for um to use our platform to promote an individual 100%. person because while that maybe we may want people to pray and kind of empower them to pray for that, I think that. We need to teach people to hear God's voice for yeah. themselves. If you think about it, you know the church has been very divided over the last over the elections over the last yeah. many years. Yeah. So I think if we start hearing from the Holy Spirit rather than our own preferences or yeah. you know our camp or yeah. our, our theological right. camp, I think it's really important. I, so I yeah. had this I had this shift, and I'm not saying it's right, but I I when I was living in the in the field when I was living in Mozambique serving over there, I you know we're just cut off. I mean, every so often I would get on online and read the news, but. You know, we're, we're basically cut off from news, basically come up, cut off from everything. And I had this whole, like, this realization when I came home, there's another president. I was like, man, the world continue on wh- whether I knew about it or not. Like, the like America continue on whether I was, like, totally involved in it or, or not. And I had this, just this shift, like, I can either spend my time worrying about it, you know, getting in fear about it. Now, I know someone like you is in a different position where you're, you're speaking to the globe. You know, you're speaking to, you know, the masses about Right. about what God is saying for times such as this. But someone like myself, I was like, whether I get involved in this or not, it's it's happening. Like, it's happening. And so right. I personally don't can't invest too much time. I mean, I vote. I'm, I mean, you have to vote. It's 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 our it's our right and privilege as American citizens. Right. Yeah. Let me clarify me. what I was saying, because I'm not saying that any individual is the Antichrist. When I said the Antichrist is a man of lawlessness, no, it says I got in the you. Bible. It's, yeah, you didn't say that at all. Yeah. What, I, what that's saying is, is that 
law is God's idea. Mm -hmm. Government is God's idea. And so I think that, yeah, we really should pray. And wherever you live in the world, you should pray that right. we see um, the rule of law be honored and and um, supported, yeah. and that people that are enforcing the law be respected and protected, our yeah. policemen, that we see nations rise up where uh, the laws are written to empower people, uh, empower women, empower people of different faiths, empower people to be have freedom. Yeah. Because when people have freedom, that's when truth can come to them yeah. and truth can set them free. So I, I think that um, that's really important. And I do feel strongly about this um, this word. And I'm, I'm actually doing some writing about it now and thinking I'm going to release some things, but that we need to position ourselves as the body of Christ to be in a place where there's nothing that's lawless inside of us so that we can speak and counteract a spirit of lawlessness in the world. Yeah. Because it's pervasive, man. It's pervasive. It is. Um, the riots and the yeah. things that are going on. And I, I think we have a we have a right to peacefully protest, no question, but a spirit of lawlessness can't be beaten by right. a, you know a lawless spirit. Right. So bad government can't be beaten by lawless lawlessness. And I think I think that's what everybody should pray about. Yeah. Who is God speaking through? Where do you, who do you hear the person that, that's talking about government in a way that God honors it and law in a way that God would honor it? Wow. Because that's the person who's going to appoint judges. They're going to feel right. the same way. That's the person who's going to appoint people in their in their administrative staff. That's going to honor the same thing. So that to me becomes my main governor, particularly for now, uh, in this season that we're in. And I think that could be something across the board, whatever country you you live in. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Bob. Yeah. Uh, so what does Bob Hazlett do for fun? What are you doing in your spare time when you're not uh, pondering governments and? I ride you know? motorcycle, man. Really? What, what kind of motorcycle do you have? I have a Yamaha Stratoliner, eighteen forty four cc. It's uh. 1844. That's, like, a, that's a pretty big bike. That's, huge. that's a fast bike, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I live in a very uh, high traffic area, so mm -hmm. I, I need to go a little fast you're in, sometimes. You're in Connecticut, yeah. by the way. So uh, Yeah, I live in the New York City vicinity. East yeah. Coast? Yes. Come yeah, on. I-95 corridor. There's very few of us East Coasters out there <laughs> yeah, no, that are that are traveling the planet. There's, not in New England, yeah. I mean, there really aren't that yeah, many New not, Englanders. Not many are you all. born and raised in New England? No, I'm a Philly boy. But been in New England. It counts. It counts. Been man. in New England all my adult life. Yeah, northeasterner. Yeah. yeah, there are. What? It's funny. There are. Why, why aren't there that many of us in New England area that are that are uh, in ministry? It's High, really weird. One of the highest cost of livings in the country. Spiritually, not a uh, hotbed for right. spirituality. Right? right. One of the most unchurched areas of the country. Right. Um, I think that's part of it. So, um, but man. We're there. We're gonna, we're we're going to see revival. It's Come all on. every historical revival has happened in the Northeast. Um, you I know. know. I know. It's so hot. Like everybody thinks it's going to happen where they are, but you have right. to honor where God's put you, unless He changes your assignments. Yeah, yeah, love it, and it's great to ride motorcycles. And you would admit that New England's hard, though. Like in in the sense of. It doesn't have the grace that a lot of like the the South has. I mean, don't come on. You got to agree with me. I, I I'm not allowed to like make statements like that. No, and I personally honestly, don't like statements honest, like that. But it is the New England area is totally different than everywhere else because, in, because, in America. Because um I'm my assignment isn't in a one just one local church where I live. I probably would have a different perspective. Right. So I I love the relationships that I have, and I love the relationships with leaders and churches that I have where I'm at. But for me. 
I'd rather live in the Northeast than the South any day of my life. No, I, love I, the wanna South. Live, I love it. I, I want to live in New England until yeah. the day I die. Yeah. There's a couple places in Texas that are pretty nice, though. I love I Come mean, on, I, I love Abilene, it. Texas. I just shout out to Abilene. Love those guys. It's just a little hot for me. I it's get hot, little, but little, you can hunt. Yes, are you, do yeah. you hunt? I, yeah, I have hunted. I can't say I hunt. I have okay. hunted. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to talk about this stuff. But I ride my motorcycle. You do ride your motorcycle. There's no <laughs> PC stuff in motorcycle riding. Just no, there is because you know if you're a Harley guy, you're pretty. You know, yeah. but you're not. You're a Yamaha guy. No, I'm not. I'm a wannabe Harley <laughs> and or Indian guy. All right, so yeah, I'm, uh, it's just I haven't reached that level of anointing yet. I've never uh, ridden a motorcycle. I've done dirt bikes. It's a great hobby. I mean, is it? It's a, yeah, it do is. you fix I'm, it? Do you tinker? Are you good with your hands? No, I have some that changes you. I mean, I have a newer bike, so you don't have to do that. But you know, I ride safe. I have mm-hmm. all the equipment. You know, they say dress for the crash, not right. for the ride, right? So right. you, and I haven't dumped it. I haven't had any of that. Very, you know, I'm very conscious of, you know, where I'm at in life, where my kids are at in life, yeah. my wife, and, and I need a brain to prophesy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can lay hands on the sick when you're in a coma, but not, you can't prophesy when you're in a right. coma. Right. Nothing against healing ministry. Well, <laughs> listen, <laughs> just, listen, we just, do a little bit of everything. Yeah, sorry, I kind of in filter it in, so I'm not like one of this or one of that. Yeah, just no, just kidding. But yeah, I, it's a great hobby for me. Yeah, it clears your head. I, I I call it like you know a lobotomy on two wheels, and literally, you just you get you get on the road and you forget everything else because you can only focus on one thing: what's in front of you. You know, watching everybody else, and so for me, it's great because. I love what I do. I love hanging with people. I love, right. you know, the the processing I get to do while I'm on the road. You but love awesome. processing, man. Like every time I get around but, you. But I love to be, but I process a lot by myself. So it's right. a great time. I'm on that bike. Just love it. Anytime so, yeah. I'm with Bob, um, I just literally pitch out my life to him since the last time. I'm like, think about this. What do you think? Tell me what. And Bob, like you love, correct me if I'm wrong, but you love getting in there and figuring people out you love fixing po- stuff fixing them getting yeah. them in the right direction point yeah. them that's why like all this thing yeah. this life coaching this online stuff you're doing is yeah. like you're built for this and i would encourage every single person that's watching this like bob <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna be your best example of like fruit of <laughs> helping people out along hey, the way look how much weight lo- <laughs> <we're both lost. laughs> no no joke like I, I listen bob's not i don't get anything for this like and bob didn't ask me to do this but there 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 are very few people that i sit down and i go tell me what where i'm right tell me where i'm wrong help me what's your and 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 like i said 99.999% of everything that you give me has been gold set me up set me up for success there's there's people that have wisdom and then there's people that like have wisdom and love walking you through it's like you said if you give somebody a corrective word you want to you want to have to walk them through the process and i and you have done that year after year after year with me and if you're watching this I, listen link up with bob do his school, do his, do his, not, or the, the, the coaching. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't even know the name of it, but whatever yeah. it is where you can get Bob to speak into your life, you're going to come out the other side much, much, much better. And that's through his books, through his online stuff. You need to connect with this guy. Bob, how, how do people connect with you? Uh, well, my website's bobhazlett.org. You can check it out. We have all of our resources online. The, our, our school is set up very simply. It's Future yeah. University. It's set up in four different modules. There's six weeks each. There's a yeah. video, an audio, uh, a written a lesson, and a study guide all each week. And so you go through it. It's actually two a week. And um, each one builds on each other. So 
The first one is about, you know, the identity that comes through relationship with God, how he communicates in relationship. Right. Second one is how did God talk in the past? The second the, the third one is how does God talk in the present? And the fourth one is how what is God saying for the future? How can you hear that? Yeah. And so that's just the way it's set up now and we have other modules that are yeah. that'll uh, follow with that. And uh, of course we also have our, you know, the conferences that we do and the networks that we work with and I'm launching a new conference series this year that I'm really excited about. Yeah, tell me about it. The Roar conferences. Um, the Roar is my first book yeah. and it's just it's uh, the Roar is basically it's a, it came from the Hebrew word in the Bible, the sound of the Lord in the cool of the day in Genesis 3. Yeah. So the sound that word sound is the word Roar. And it, it's the spirit or the cool of the day, the ruah of the day in Genesis 3 was sin. But the sound of the Lord, the roar of God came in to restore man in that atmosphere. So, so what I believe is that God is releasing a new sound in the earth that's going to restore people um, back to him, restore uh, the culture back to him. And so, yeah, we're just launching this conference series. We're just setting up the infrastructure this year. We'll be in six different cities this Where, year. Where do you know what the city is? It'll be Denver, are? Colorado, January 28th, 29th, 30th with okay. uh, uh, Robbie Dawkins, Jake Hamilton. Oh, uh, come on. We yeah. just had Jake on. We had Jake on a couple yeah. weeks weeks ago or oh, I recorded it. I don't know if it's out because like, these are all yeah. chopped up we've shot so many but Jake's on what is what an a special guy like what a yeah. what a fantastic guy Jake's love a him. good friend love great Jake. guy and you love Jake love his music yeah. love his and family so, his yeah. wife awesome awesome Just spectacular out there is it his house cool guy and uh so yeah and these are guys that are that are, that are quippers these guys mm -hmm. are relevant totally. um they really want to they want to make this make sense to people humble and powerful yeah, yeah. You know? super duper so, so Colorado it's legit we're gonna be in uh, Cincinnati we're gonna be in St. Louis you okay. can just check my website for other places we're gonna be uh, tell um, tell people because uh, yeah, yeah, Colorado, uh, St. Louis, Cincinnati, or yeah, Cincinnati, mm -hmm. St. Louis, and uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, yeah, those okay. are they're the ones Come that on are one hundred percent sure. Okay, yeah. So and they'll so, and they'll be more. Yeah, there were more. Check out check out the website and and keep up with it. But really, what it is 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 to equip people with the spiritual gifts to go live it in the marketplace. We give them real life examples, time to practice, and uh, do it inside outside. And yeah, so it's, it's the whole meal deal, as Come you on. say. It's it's spectacular. Listen, like uh, those of you who watch a lot of these podcasts, um, we'll 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 spend an hour or two hour and a half and cover a quarter of the ground that we cover with Bob. This is who he is. This is what he does. He gets in there. You get <laughs> you get it all with Bob. Like this is the way that he is, and this is the way that he teaches, and this is the way that he prophesies. Uh, just plug in with him, guys. Like honestly, honestly, listen. You, those of you who know me, you know my heart. We, these are all, everybody that you've heard on here are my friends. These are people that have impacted my life. And Bob, you're like at the top of the list, man. And I love you, man. Love I, you I just, man. I love everything you do from the day I met you, the day that you prophesied. I saw the heart of Jesus on you, man. And I've seen nothing but that grow and increase as the years go by. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How do you get that stubble on your chin like that? Uh, you do conferences for three days and not shave in the morning. You get up you get up late and you forget to uh, put junk in your hair and you throw a sweatshirt on and hope nobody notices as you preach the gospel. Yeah. You look amazing. I feel so good, cool. man. And awesome. You look fantastic. Thanks. I feel and, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um You like the you like the podcast? Yeah. Do you want to do any talk about anything else fun? Do you like do you like this? Do you think it's good? Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Prophetically counsel me on this. 
No, I'm just kidding. Podcast. I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna put you as well. We actually went out last night. We we talked about it, and even with this, like even with this, Bob, like he's like, I love it. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me how to do it. I wanna I wanna learn. You know, I just love. Yeah. It. I love everything about Bob. Bob, you got some books. Let me let me let me see oh, those books. You absolutely. talked about the roar already. This is your first book. Where 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 uh, where is yeah, John? If I can put that right there. I know I'm drinking a Coke. I don't ever drink Coke, so I don't want any nasty things. Don't drink Coke. It's late, and I needed caffeine. I already told him not to drink Coke, so I mean. Whatever. I'm not against I, it. I'm he, not anti-Coke. A I'm guy just, has one Coke a month. Yeah, and he's good. Yeah. No, I feel good about it, but I know I'm going to get flack. So this is The Roar. This is the first book you wrote. What do you think? It is. Yeah. We, we just launched a, a video series with a small group training. You can get okay. a, a package for uh, study guides that we have with it. Nine-week study guide. Okay. Um, lessons every day and scriptures every day to hear God's awesome. voice. And then small group once a week exercises you do. A book, study guide, and package of videos. You can go on our website and get a great deal on awesome. it. Awesome. And then this is your newest book. This just yeah. came out. Yes. I, somebody, I got a copy from your publisher before, like like uh, weeks weeks before it came out. Yes. I, love, I put it up on my Facebook, man. I was super excited to see it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, we were at a conference. You took a picture of it in New York City. Was, it, was that Last it? January. It didn't even come out to August. You had, it, you had it in January. Really? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? You had the pre-re-release version. This is a, available on the Global Awakening site. Think like heaven, as well as other other sites as well. As well. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's uh, listen. Yeah. Go grab it. Go to bobhazlett.com. Is that org? It? Bobhazlett.org. Correct. And and grab his stuff. Connect to them. But I really want to encourage you guys. Listen, like his books are fantastic. They're always available. But get 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 on on board with what he's doing with his schools. Get on board with what he's. I doing. I do have a word for you, Will. Really? Yeah, I think you need to get a motorcycle. Really? Yeah, man. Are I you mean, are you being serious right now? Um, like maybe. 50 50 cc's well, oh, yeah you probably could handle I probably 50 need cc's. One. no i yeah, rode a dirt be. bike I, I rolled it twice on my leg it didn't go well but i was like trying to do jumps and stuff it's a, it was, it's it was a, a great hobby but you know you everybody needs a hobby so do you know yeah. what my hobby is i hunt i fish yeah but you know what? i, would I tried love... hunting man i'm just too I, I don't have enough patience for it i'm sorry i, I yeah. like I, I i lose track like I, i'm I actually honest true story yeah you know, first time i went hunting like i got so bored waiting for anything to show up. I, I was playing a video game on my iPad. No, on my phone. Yeah. don't do that. You know, and then why? it was, then by the time I saw it was there, it, it, was, it was too late. And I'm see, just like, yeah, see, I'm, I, not tired. I'm not wired for that. I am the most like. You're focused. No, no, no. Like I'm the least focused human I know on the planet. But when I get in a stand, I just like, I find my happy spot and I can focus in for hours on end. It is the craziest thing. Wow, I love it. I, I have, I'm not I'm good so at it. I'm so impressed that you could do that. I'm I mean, not good I, and at I love it. it. I, I, love I love people that can do it. It's just not, yeah, it's not yeah, my, I, probably not my sweet spot. I, I have this whole thing where I love providing for my family and I love knowing where my food's coming from. Like I love, really? yeah, see for me, and, I, and we're not going to talk about hunting, but I love the fact that 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 I can take my kids and they we don't just walk into a grocery store, peel back you know some plastic wrap and go fry this up. And it's all clean and neat. Like life's messy yeah. and the process is messy, but it's so rewarding. And it's so weird. What's happened with my kids when I when I make food out of the out of the deer I shoot. I don't shoot a lot, but my kids will eat it all. They'll fight me on other foods, but it's like it's almost like because they know what I've gone through, the cost, they will sit down and they will eat it, whether they like it or not. It's the only food they don't like it, but they won't complain about it because they know there was a cost and a price and time and, life, and effort. And you're teaching that life and is you were so philosophical about killing an innocent animal there I thought it was awesome well they're not innocent animals are pretty nasty and they kill people and we like to anthropomorphize no, animals I just I just wanted to stir the pot here for, <laughs> yeah, for your audience I'm just like don't I mean I love it I, I no, really do cool. I think I that's think awesome. if, um, if the world's to be done over again yeah 
there's a few things that we probably wouldn't have. We probably wouldn't have cars or internet, or we might not have cars or internet. But we would definitely have coffee. We would have coffee. <laughs> we would have farms. We, we would, would have hunting. We would have. We would hunting. have fishing. Yes. We would have. Uh, yeah. Well, there's but, a there's a hobby we can agree on. Coffee, right? You you agree on hunting and I agree on hunting. I just it, it's it's not my. I, I, maybe I need to discipline myself. I think you should more. come again with me. Really? Well, we've never gone together. You, you should think? come what, with me. What, what, do you, what do you think I should, what kind of form of hunting should I? I think that the only, the only type of hunting is for food. We don't hunt to kill. We of don't course. hunt for trophies. Right. So, so some people hunt for trophies. I don't like that. Yeah. I hunt for food. If, if it's a nice trophy, I'll, I will appreciate it. But that's not why I hunt. You can't eat antlers. Well done. Right? Yeah. So, but I think, uh, I think we should go and hunt... Um, I don't know. I have some turkey that sometimes come into my backyard. Yeah. Is that considered hunting? Uh, <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, they're really hard. I've, I've never turkey. I've never heard turkey hunted before, but. You've never turkey hunted? No, yeah, I'd like to someday. Someday. Yeah. Hey, you know, I think it's awesome. I think, okay, uh, here's what I'll do. I'll make a deal. Okay, I'm ready. You, you go ride a motorcycle with me. I'll go hunting with you Deal. Sometime. Done. Right, done. You guys saw it here awesome. on the Global Green Room. We love that. We love hunting. We love Bob Hazlett. Bob, thanks for coming on, man. Right, Seriously, like time. this hour, we, this has been an hour. We've covered more on this with you than I have with anybody. Congratulations. Good luck with the show. And just tear yeah, it up. Yeah, man. man. Really. Cool. I just want people to get blessed. Like, yeah. like, see, I get to know you. I get, I get yeah. the joy of knowing you, not just from the pulpit. And I want people to experience that because we see these guys. We see them from the pulpit. They're spectacular. Like, Bob, you're... You're freaking spectacular. Like every time I get around you, every moment I get with you, I glean from you, I learn from you. He is he is he is just exactly what you see on the platform. He's like this behind the scenes. Bob doesn't change. Like this is Bob. He is spectacular. And we love you, man. I honestly I love you. And please too, man. please don't be a stranger. Please stick around yep. and uh I'm going to run with you for the rest of my life whether you like it or not. Yeah, man. I'm I'm in it to win it with you, man. Okay? Yeah. Sounds good, man. Love it's you. Fun to be here with you. Bobhazlet.org. Say goodbye. Check him out. Do his school. Listen, we love you guys. Thanks for watching Global Green Room this week. As you know, you know we got a ton of stuff uh, in our in our Global Bookstore. You can if you can't get this on Bob's website for whatever reason, I think we carry some of this on the Global Bookstore. And if you can't do his stuff, come and check it out. Bob Bob's traveling all around the world. Make sure you get to some of his Roar conferences this this year. It'll bless you to wreck you. We're all one big family, and we, we're happy that Bob's a part of our our family. You saw it first here on the Global Green Room. We'll catch you guys next time. Hit like, hit, hit subscribe, and make sure you share this with every single person. Stick this up on your Facebook. Hit send. There's got a lot of stuff in there that everybody's going to like. Politics, prophetic, and hunting. It doesn't get better than that. Love you guys. Ride safe. Ride safe. <laughs> Don't give me a, If somebody wants to give me a motorcycle, uh, it has to be under 50 cc's. That's the word of the prophet. And love you guys. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on the Global Green Room.